Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash rain, R-E-I-G-N, and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash rain. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Reigning Opinions Podcast. This is Crystal. And this is Carmen. And we are back. Yes. Remotely. Uh, Social distancing. <laughs> still. Yay. Child, I'm ready to get out the house. I can't take it. Girl, it's, it's getting a little rough. A little, little rough. Just a little bit. Like, you're just like, ugh. I know. Can't take this. It's a lot. But we'll be okay. We, we, we're going to be resilient in the way that we stay in our house and keep ourselves safe and everybody else and... We're going to get over this the right way. We're not going to cheat ourselves, right? Right. Right, right, America, right, <laughs> world, right? Girl, you better tell it and, to the folks in Michigan because they got their picket signs and they MAGA flags, baby. They said, let us free. And I was like, go sit girl, your dirt ass down. I, was, I read the comments in one of those posts and uh, somebody said, oh, I ain't seen no black people. Let them die. And I'm like, oh, see? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm moving right along. Mm-mm. We were right along, but Girl. I can't say I didn't agree. Um, <laughs> but uh, and that's wh- bad. But you know, if you if you really that foolish to where you feel like we just putting on to be putting on, people falling out and dying just to you know prove a point to you and you know you know eat up your income and you know starve you out. If we go into this elaborate scheme just to you know cover something up for you and you just feel like we could just cut the world back on because. We just cut it off because we got ready. Like, if that's how you feel, then I don't know what else to tell you. Like, Child. your brain is no longer working for you. So physically, your body shut down on you as well. You know? Because, <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Girl, look, we ain't finna be stunned by them. If they want to get out there and die in the middle of the street, just, you know, scoop them up in a wheelbarrow and cart their ass on off. But uh, why are we here today, Crystal? We are here to do a recap on the decision show on Married at First Sight. And we are here to talk about the first episode. Because by the time this episode comes out, there will be a second episode of Insecure. So we're here to talk about the first episode of Insecure. And oh my God, I'm excited about both. I have so many opinions about both shows. Mm-hmm. What are we going to mm-hmm. start with? Married at First Sight? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Well, I will say that it was everything that I expected it to be. Right. Um, For the most part. <laughs> there were some moments where I was like, I don't know what's happening here. But I right. will say that I am ready. For the reunion, oh my mm. god! <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm ready for the reunion, but a part of me feel like they putting on. You, you know think what I'm saying? So? Girl, a little bit, just a know. little bit, just a little bit. I want to know about little. Katie cheating because shit. Who didn't think that wasn't gonna happen? Shit. But uh, well, anywho, <laughs> yeah, we can start with the 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 one that we all knew was going to succeed. Austin right. and Jessica. Right. We knew it. We knew they would do uh make it and 
You know, it wasn't the little tension that we got on camera every now and again about travel and work and whatever they were, you know, stressing over. We knew it wasn't a big deal that I love you thing. I knew he was going to say it on decision day or whatever. But like, was it that, was just like, you knew it was. Was that, huh? was that a pity I love you? No, like, I think a part of him might have had a plan to hold out to the to decision day like somebody else did before. And she kept she kept ruining it by kept bringing it up. Like, you know, so it was like it fell flat when it did come out because, like, we were playing it back because, like, he ran some words together at the end. And you were like, what? Make me love you? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, so it was it was weird. So we had to play it back and we realized he just ran some words together. But it's like, it felt flat because she wouldn't let it go. If she would have just let it be what it was and he had that moment where he said he loved her on the decision day, it would have, you know, felt like more. So, yeah, now it's left to feel like a pity I love you, you know? And that's her fault. I felt that's like what... it was a pity I love you from, like, the way he even said it, it was like, he's like, yeah, just I do love you. And I'm just like, boy, like you saying this because she won't let up because you he had to have known that once they got into the car, after they both said yes, she would have been sitting in the car mad. Why didn't you say you love me on decision day? Like she just wouldn't let it go. And then the fact that she was still talking about this damn work schedule on decision day, I just feel like the experts when the when they're sitting on these couches and they're giving their little speeches before they say I do or I don't they really need to be calling folks out like so Jessica like is the work schedule really that big of a deal because you have brought it up incessantly you know what I'm saying between the work schedule and the fact that this man ain't said I love you these seem like pretty trivial things to me to Carmen girl well, Girl. they did tell her, like, oh, we all are married, and we all travel for work. They did tell her that, and I was happy. I'm like, yes, please let her know that this is not the only relationship in the world where they travel for work. And I understand you are new in your relationship. I get your concerns there, but at the same time, you know, like, there's no reason to force this. Y'all have a good connection. You know, like, there are things you can do. Y'all can talk. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like, y'all gonna be on and popping when y'all get together. So, just, like, calm down. Girl, she must clearly have some trauma with some, like, out of sight, out of mind, tomfoolery to where she feels that she's got to have her eyeballs on this man 24-7. True. And it also makes you wonder, like, is this, like, a common thing with twins, identical twins, where... When they're so used to being together, like once they can no longer, you know, live life that way, like somebody gets married and things like that. Like, do they have issues with separation? Anxiety. I don't think just just uh, Jennifer. I think that's her sister name, whatever. Mm -hmm. She ain't had no issues moving on. And even her sister's husband was like, I'm so glad she got a man now so she could stop blowing up my wife phone all the damn time. Right. But it it still seems like they, they they are really, really close. And if they could, you know find one house to all live in together they Mm -hmm. would try to make it happen i I see it for them they would try to make their families work within one house (laughs) in the words in the words of crystal clear that's (laughs) That's the the biggest hell no i got (laughs) (laughs) i agree that would be awful biggest baby but i see it extra large it's so logical and seems so right and necessary. I'm telling you, listen, those two, 
<laughs> oh lord i can't i can't that's just ugh. they annoy me can i just be let me just be blunt let me just be petty by the pound they annoy me i'm sick of them just just figure it out okay like austin you have subscribed to a lifetime of compromise because it's clear mm-hmm. that she's unwilling to bend on much okay so you're gonna spend the rest of your days catering and bending to her will period Listen, she gonna be making points about the the discrepancy in travel working travel for work and how many different variations that that can mean when you say it until they die okay they're gonna be 60 years down the road and she's like when you say travel for work that could also mean once a week it can mean like every now and again uh in a day like you might travel out of town but like right out, right outside of town like not a whole day trip but like a few hours away she gonna i mean they're gonna be arguing the details of travel for work until they die i'm telling you she's never going to let him say i said i travel for work that means i travel for work she never living that moment down she gonna break it down as much as she can because when they was at that uh after party she was still breaking down travel for work so i was like girl nobody gives a fuck okay nobody cares you know what else i didn't care for Stop wearing these damn patty melts. That shoe, the heel on that shoe was so small. Baby, you could have just wore the flat. Uh-huh. You could have just wore the flat. I don't understand. Girl. I hate a patty melt. Lord God, I hate a patty melt. She don't like them. <laughs> Ask all the Katie's from Pratt the past season. She would uh-huh. come and see a patty melt. I think a part of her heart melt. She'd be like, uh-uh. Girl, I get my oh, head nah. get to shaking like Wendy Williams. Good. I hate a damn patty melt. Ugh. Anywho. <laughs> Who was next? I can't even remember hell. Oh, uh, did they jump to Mika and Michael next? Or was it Kate and Derek? Uh, no, I think, I think it was Mika and Michael next. Okay, so Mika and Michael... Uh, I'll let you start this time since you let me start last time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, I mean, like I mentioned on the last episode, when they had their last dinner before decision day, I can tell that Mika's face lightened up when he said some things where he was owning, you know, his mistakes in the relationship. And that's all she, that's all she wanted to hear a long time ago. However, it wasn't enough. Like, I felt like if, if Mika could have, you know, honored her contract that day she had that blow up where she started talking to the cameraman in the background, she would have walked out that day. I feel like that's the day she was like, I, I can not. When she was like, he don't need to be married. He needs help. He needs help. He needs help. I felt like that her decision was made that day. And um, the fact that he, even if he didn't realize, which, mean, which means he needs a lot of help because I don't think, like I said before as well, I don't think he has suffered the consequences of loss from all of his lies. Maybe he's had a lot of failed relationships, but maybe that was just him running away from the fact that he lied too much. So he might've been breaking up with people before they can even realize he'd been lying the whole time. But I feel like if he really wanted to stay with Mika and he didn't get the opportunity, that might be the only lesson that he got from his life of deceit, you know? And I think that's a, that's a good lesson to get. I feel like it's a little late in life. I don't feel like he's going to, you know, bounce back and, you know, make things better for himself. I feel like he's going to continue to do this because he's done it so long and why he can, uh, you know, speak to it and, you know, give reason to it. I feel like he's still using the excuses. And even when the experts were on the couch and Dr. Pastor Cal was saying, you do know this is your fault. I still don't think it was sinking in. So 
go Mika. I'm happy. You know, your skills, you know, led the way. You you gave him props where you could, but honestly, like you said, this has been a relationship of deceit and deception. I don't know you. Michael, I just want to <laughs> say one thing. Your suit was dirty, nigga. Um, I... Oh, did you see his ankles? <laughs> like, not his ankles, his, his mid-calf right above his ankles. He didn't even have on long enough socks. Okay, I'm sorry. Your suit was dirty, nigga, okay? Like, you couldn't even get it dry clean. You didn't get no damn haircut. You been looking raggedy all season. And I am so happy that Mika said hell to the now because you're right. Like, you have been deceptive this entire time. And you and your weird tears, I'm crying because... I'm so used to lying. Sir, you are a habitual liar. You are a pathological liar. And the fact that, you know, even the experts spoke on the fact that you have developed some really fucked up habits, <laughs> like <laughs> for whatever reason that you've developed them, it's a fucked up habit to have. And I still want to know, was there or was there not a funeral for said uncle? Were there or were there not ever tickets to Jamaica and um do you or do you not have a fucking job okay because we still don't know the answers to any of those questions i feel no. like he started to try to um he was kind of mansplaining and, and had a zack attack when he was sitting up there for a second i'm like what are yes, you talking about sir because you talking in circles and none of it's making sense at the end of the day the brass tacks of the matter is that you are a liar and I agree with you 150% crystal that he's probably never had to really sit in the lies that he tells because he probably breaks up with the person right when they're getting ready to have the epiphany moment of oh mm -hmm. things aren't adding up or I'd like to think that more often than not he gets he's probably been getting broken up with more than he would care to acknowledge you know what I'm saying and yeah. I'm surprised that Latanya's sister, Auntie Mama, hasn't, you know, talked to Michael sooner about his lying because I, 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 I'd be hard pressed to think that she didn't know because I'd be um, hard pressed to think that Mika, Mika ain't been the only significant other that's tried to talk to Tanya to get some insight on why Michael is the way that he is. No, I, I just don't think Michael, you know, uh, he don't sit with logic long. Like he think he can lie his way out of most things. He thought he can get on the show and lie to uh, national television the whole season. Like that's his. He's a liar. He's mm. a liar. Uh, you know, on a grand scheme. Like he he's been lying for a long time, and this was just, just like him leveling up his lies. Like he's not gonna stop lying. Mm. He's not going to do it. It's fun to him. It, he he lies for sport at this point. He lied for the whole season. Like he got on TV with the lie. And, uh, and you know, recorded his lie, talked about his lies, girl. you know, and and just and was proud of his lies. And you know, he sat there expected to have a wife at the end of this lie. You know, he totally so thought no. that Mika was gonna say yes. And the way he do that little stupid thing he do when he be like twirling the ring on his finger, like that little hand was just a twitching. Like, boy, take the ring off. It's a wrap on that, okay? Like, it's a done. It's a done data. And I really felt for Mika when she said in her interview afterwards, she said that the experts matched me with who Michael said he was, not who he really was.
You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I True. felt like that was really unfortunate. I feel like that happens more often than not. But Michael is just the most severe case of imposter syndrome that we've ever seen. Yes. You know what Our, I'm saying? And, and it's going to happen a lot on this show where they just, they're not honest. And he couldn't have been honest when he answered the question there. Like, he don't know how to be honest, so he was just giving the best possible, you know, yes, answers. Yes, and, totally and I don't know, was. I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not looking forward to the next season. Am I going to totally tune them out? Probably not, but I'm probably not. I'm probably, this is what I'm going to do. Strategy for next season, guys. I am going to start tuning in on the, uh, like, fifth episode. And I'll just binge watch... Uh, <laughs> Child. I'm gonna binge watch like the intro and stuff to, to work myself up to the uh, fifth episode because it's like too slow for me and frustrating and I can't well, I can't sit through any more awkward marriages I can't do that so Child. I'm afraid now so I'm just gonna binge watch so we probably gonna we're gonna probably have a mask recap where we go from intro to episode five <laughs> next season <laughs> I ain't lying. <laughs> I just I I want I wish nothing but the best for Mika. I want Michael to get into some type of therapy oh. because there's a serious issue that's going on here and um he's never going to find happiness or anything until he resolves whatever has him lying like a damn rug. Um and, and I and I get the feeling like every time he's being exposed or every time something doesn't happen the way he would like for it to happen, I feel like like he he might have had an incentive to stop lying if Mika stayed with him. Like, I feel like he feels like, okay, well, the only reason I would stop lying if she stayed with me, because I'm, this is me trying. I'm trying the best that I can to be honest. And I'm failing at being honest, but I'm trying the best that I can to be honest. And my only incentive to be honest, if somebody's just going to stay with me and work with me until I get it right. And so I feel like every time he doesn't get what he wants, he defaults back to my mama. Mm -mm. And like, as long as he's not in the equation, of what his problem is, he has no control and no reason to stop lying. So, leave your mama alone, nigga. Mm. <laughs> and that's all I have on on that saga. Yep, that's okay. how I feel. Okay, so onward, I'm done with them as well. Onward to I think Taylor and Brandon was next, and yep. let me tell you what I didn't appreciate. Ooh. I did not appreciate Taylor sitting up on that couch with her eyes real big, um, trying to make herself out as this victim. Now, we can all agree that Brandon was really having an issue with the cameras. His anxiety mm -hmm. was getting the best of him. Mm -hmm. But I think that we can also hopefully agree that there's always a method to his madness. He ain't just spiraling for no reason. And I feel like she was trying to paint the picture that he is a psychopath for no reason. Okay. Mm. I wanted her to fully acknowledge the fact that she was not behaving as a wife. She was still doing what she wanted to do. She was still throwing petty jabs. She was still, you know, doing a lot of things that she knew would ultimately get underneath his skin. And I did not like the fact that she was sitting up there trying to play victim and forcing them tears out. But again, I will say, Brandon, he, look, he showed his ass on decision day. Okay. Listen, like no question listen. about that. But I just didn't appreciate them. Now they can't edit what you don't provide, Brandon. I also acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of backstory was left out intentionally. Yeah. 
So just to make him look he, bad. Yeah, so that he could look like the villain. Because, um, Lil Mama, you are not absolved of any guilt here. And you and your dumbass mm-hmm. friends deserve one another. And um, I feel like the people who really know what went down, they know what it was. You know what I'm saying? And that that's right. just really all. I, I'm glad that... Did she say yes or no? I can't remember. She said yes. She said she can't stay married. Oh, yeah. Him. She said no. And he was like, bet that up. Deuces where my backpack at, right? Cool. <laughs> but, I mean, he was going to say no anyway. In my Girl, opinion. At this point... I, I don't know. Like, I think Brandon, he came in, you know, because this, this is another part of the contract. He had to make it the decision day. He he went up in there, you know, the best way he could. You know, he probably was talking crap to them the whole time they were strapping them up. Um, walked in there. <laughs> hey, people. Hey, not Miss Red. You know, he walked in there with that little laid back voice. Like, it's a problem. Like, he needs to change that tone. <laughs> If you know what, because the way he acts and then that tone is so laid back, (laughs) that throws you off. (laughs) I don't know. I don't care what nobody say. I like Brandon. I really do. I I generally, I you know what? Looking at him cut up like he does, like it. This this tells me. This further lets me know that me and women like me, we do have like this strong affection for assholes. We do. (laughs) We do. And we gotta own that. We have to own it. But at the same time, like a lot of these, a lot of these dudes, they're not, these are not the dudes that are prone to lie to you. These are the dudes that's going to tell you what it is up front. And so you can appreciate that. They're not going to lead you about. They're going to tell you exactly what it is they're looking for. And you can, you, if you go honest with yourself, you can say, oh, I ain't that, you know, and keep it moving. Right. And so I appreciate men like that. You know, we don't get that that often. So here, here he is imperfect in all his ways. Now it was a good idea to get on the show where they pick somebody for him, right? And with his all of his anxiety, he was awkward all the way through it. And then when he tried to, you know, give some realness from himself, you can see where there was, you know, some, you know, serious issues. However, th- this woman, she is just as bad, if not worse, to where she doesn't want to own up to any of her mistakes. She doesn't want to own up to where she failed. She doesn't want to own up to that because she's going to keep falling back on where you messed up. So it's like it's a lose-lose with Taylor. It's like only one of us can be wrong, and I'm going to be the one that's right. And every time I attempt to try something with you, that's me trying. But when you attempt to try something with me, you're still not trying, you know? And it's like it's one-sided with her and everything. Like you said, she's used to being chased. And and when you have this used-to-being-chased mentality, you're not really even trying. You're expecting somebody to be on in high pursuit of you the whole entire time where you do little of nothing but show up halfway cute with a bad wig. So, yeah. no, no, Mm-mm. it's not good enough. Yeah, I So, just... if he was willing to say anything, it would have been a no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just I just didn't appreciate um, any of that. I didn't appreciate the way that the experts were talking to him. You know, um, did he have some valid points about them making him late? Yes or no? Shit, we'll never know, right? But, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We know, we know, we know from watching other shows that a lot of things affect production. We know that from watching other shows. So it is not far fetched for me to believe that they had something scheduled at a certain time that wouldn't wouldn't have affected his timing as far as getting to work originally. But other things happened that eventually got him late for work. 
right? And so him understanding that things can go wrong or whatever and understanding his own personal temperament, he probably was questioning him, like, should we be doing this at this time? Because I got to get to work at this time and y'all know how long things usually take. And them probably feeling like they did everything in their power. And, like, you know how they, you saw how they did where, you know, they was like, well, why were you late for your uh, function after the retreat? And then they had him in the car with the doors locked. Like, that was the only reason. We know there were tons of other reasons that could have went into that. For sure. So why they are, you know, showing us what they want us to see and want us to believe we have enough sense because we watch enough TV and enough reality TV shows that know for to know, to know that everything don't work out the way it's supposed to. So uh, Married at First Sight, y'all can't, y'all, it doesn't work the way where y'all can make one person look bad and y'all don't look bad at all either. So, <laughs> so we get it. We know what's happening here. Yeah. We know yeah. what's happening. It was a total narrative here and I didn't appreciate it. And Taylor, I really hope that you, um, you know, do some self-reflection away from your uh, petty ass friends that seem not that bright. Um, it's you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally you. You have got some major maturing to do. You know, like clearly she's book smart because she works at a lab during doing whatever it is that she does at labs. Um, but like as for the common sense part, girl, just you like to play games. So this was not the show for you to come on if you wanted to continue to play games because and I'm surprised that the experts didn't bring up how she behaves on social media. Okay, that should have been brought up too, but then it's like they were giving her excuse for everything she did because at this point, everybody hates Brandon, right? Everybody hated him at this point. So they were giving her passes for everything that she did. But another issue that I have, and this is the issues that we've had with other women who stay with these uh, guys, even though they shown like, you know, poor qualities, like the, the Katie from two seasons ago. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that two seasons ago? And she and she was crying every day on the uh, on the GoPro talking about this dude, <laughs> Luke. Luke is doing this. And the question with, with everybody was, why are you still there? Why haven't you ended this marriage, right? So if he was so bad, Taylor, why are you still here? Why haven't you ended this marriage? Why were you in the bathroom with him, you know, you know not letting him leave if he was so bad? So this, these are these mixed signals that we're getting to where we can't believe nothing that we're being shown as the entire truth. And we can't believe you. So, like, there's so much question up in the air with this. Uh, there, wasn't there, like, rumors that this is one of these arranged marriage marriages because the original girl backed out? I thought the, uh, yeah, probably. So, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, Taylor stands by the uh, fact that she, uh, you know, was not, did not audition for this show. She, you know, she stands behind these ideas that she's not been trying to get on reality TV shows. Whatever the case may be, we will never know. But I know we what we can tell is that they went out of their way to make their man look bad. Pretty much. So pretty much. But again, Brandon, if you still single, holla at me. Like <laughs> I don't play games unless it's Monopoly and then I'm gonna whoop your ass. But anywho. Oh girl, wait, girl, Monopoly been going hard during the quarantine. I'm just gonna say maybe we should invite <laughs> you over for some uh, Monopoly. We we gonna sit there in our face masks and play Monopoly? Hey. You can wear your face mask. This is our environment. We good. <laughs> she said these are germs. We good over here. We good over. Okay. <laughs> Who next? Uh <sighs> oh, um, Katie and Derek. Okay. Now this was a disappointment. Because like all the we way don't around. like it. I don't from top to bottom. 
I don't, don't like that shit. Hell no. I don't like Katie. Mm-mm. And Katie knows, Katie knows for a fact that um she don't love Derek, right? And and you know, you can see that she was trying to give you like this real, I'ma keep it real, I'm gonna be honest or whatever, but we've we've seen you. And like this was today, uh decision day was her cleanup, you know her cleanup like i'm gonna clean up everything i've said that i was disparaging about this man i'm gonna clean it up you know i'm he i'm he gonna sell me to be a real one i always say how i feel i call it how i see it, blah, blah 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 or whatever and i'm just not sure but i'm not ready to give up and i'm just like girl come on now i feel like Derek is the kind of guy that even when you you do him dirty, he gonna still be nice to you. He might not be with you, but he gonna still be respectful and nice to you and give you a friendly face. And unfortunately, you know, that's not what she deserves. It's not what she has coming. And so him actually possibly loving her and just not calling it that was annoying to me. Cause it's like, you real, you really trying hard with somebody that you don't love or don't believe you love, you know? Mm. Cause she has given you little to go off of. Mm. Very little. So I just, I don't know how to feel about Derek. I think he's extremely nice, but he might be the kind of, um, what's the guy from Love is Blind? The fool that'll just, the woman gave you nothing. She basically told you she didn't want you. She preferred to have, oh, uh, oh I can't think of it. Mark Quavius. Mark, yeah. <laughs> Derek is giving me Mark vibes. Mark vibes for sure. And it's like when women, you know, give you the cold shoulder, you just, you just turn on the heat. You understand? And it's just, it's pointless to me. Like y'all gotta pick up on these signs. Like I can't respect dudes acting like women are so uh, cold-hearted and evil, and they become MIG towers when y'all just don't pick up on the signs that a woman don't like y'all. When they don't like y'all. Child, I just felt I can't like feel for you. Um, I do appreciate how the experts tried to call Katie out on her BS. Like, girl, you giving all these reasons as to why it's not a connection. Bitch, you got a big ass camera in your face. That would stop anyone's connection. So you got to come harder than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, again, Katie be trying to sound way smarter than she actually is. Who said, who got to go first? Derek got to go first? Yes. Okay. Do you think that her answer would have been different had they made her go first? Yes. I think so too. I think that Katie wants for him to be the one to break up with her so that she doesn't, so that she can justify her feelings of him being a boy and all this other kind of dumb ass shit that she's concocted in her brain to, to yeah. uh, make her feel better about talking to him crazy and all of these other type things. Katie, you deserve to be alone and miserable because the jealousy that seeped from your pores throughout this season was just disgusting that was some real middle school high school shit I saw a tweet that said I said it must suck to be Katie because a poem from a 15 year old uh gets under your skin the way that it does you know what I'm saying Uh it's like sis Mm. like and then the fact that she was talking all of that shit all that shit for the 99 and the 2000 bitch and you is a dependent i think that man said yes because he knew ultimately that woman wasn't gonna have no damn health insurance if he if he decided to break up with her girl Derek loves her he don't he don't know his definition hasn't been met yet but he loves her he loves her and you know, like we we can't we can't uh, ignore the fact that a lot of us like difficult people. We like difficult people. People who present a challenge just turns us right on, and we don't know what to do with it. Even like, like it's just sad. It's sad to watch. 
Um, long term, are they gonna make it? Absolutely not. But we could be wrong too because uh, ain't bald head and red head still together? Ciao. So, uh, no, Jamie Beth. Yeah, they still together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still together. So you just never know. Sometimes the most toxic couples pull out. Uh, we gonna we gonna stay together and make it work, you know. But and so you can't do nothing about that. I don't know, Crystal, because didn't they one, say that she had an affair? That she cheated? Yes, for the for know. the preview I, for the I reunion, Derek said that she had an affair, and I bet my paycheck it was with the ex. I mean, I would bet my paycheck because that was with the ex as well. I'm just here, here, my. I'm sitting here saying she cheated, and he probably still would. Oh, you know he's still. And that's my problem. (laughs) But you know, she'd crucify him if the shoe was on the other foot. But I just can't take it. He's just so naive, like, and she she's really naive too. But she thinks that she's like this brilliant mastermind. But it's like, girl, like both of y'all are wild, childish, and. Ugh. Y'all deserve you know each what? other, I guess. Time, every time, every time they close up on her, I be thinking about it takes two. Remember, uh, was it it takes two or was it? Um, I don't know. It's the remake of a twin movie from back in the day, and it's Lindsay Lohan, right? And you know, Lindsay Lohan is not a twin, but but they had oh, this parent little girl trap. that was her height, the same haircut, parent trap, right? And uh, a little girl, same height, same everything, you know. In the background, I'm like, is this, is this the uh, the 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 uh, the double that they went show her face? Mm-mm. Is this the Lindsay? Because <laughs> I'm like, she looks like an offbeat Lindsay Lohan. Child, she Real looks offbeat, like she offbeat. needs to take some goddamn vitamins and minerals. That's what she looks like. But I'm just whatever. They deserve each other, I guess. If Derek want to get played, cool. If Katie want to, you know, have somebody that she can talk to crazy with no repercussion, cool. If if they yeah. like it, I love it. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's really it. You're just disappointed that, you know, this didn't work out the way it should. But who are we? Who are we? But yeah, who's next? Because I'm done with them. Only person left is uh, Zach and Mindy. Girl. Now, you know, I told you <laughs> they was rude for what they did. This is why I don't know what's going to happen on the reunion because... Married at first sight, got tricks up their sleeves like no other, right? So I knew, I, I feel like if, you know what? Because they made it seem like on the reunion that they are together from what the clips would show, that they are together now, right? And I've even seen different things online, not saying that they were together, but them in pictures together and they looked like somewhat different from what they looked like on the show. So I'm like, are they together? Like, why would they hang out if they really hate each other from the experience, right? So regardless of whatever, um, my thing was if they are together he would have wanted her to say no to him because of how he treated her on the experience and that would be like her way of you know saving face you know for the television viewers or whatever and then they can go figure out whatever else you know in their personal lives to try to make this work so I feel like they might be together today but yeah of course she had to say no she had to like nobody would have respected her after this if she didn't say no and stand up for herself so I'm glad we got the Mindy we got today. I mean, on decision day. How about you? Zach, were you here for clout? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, my nigga, stop lying. Okay? Like, He's never you, going to admit that. You came in here with your too tight suit on, still looking constipated, still doing that stupid-ass <laughs> ring thing that, that Michael does. When you, Both of y'all Ugh. know y'all full of shit, bastard. And... 
you coming up in here trying to save face, you know what I'm saying? You got what you wanted. You wanted Mindy to break up with you so that you would not look like the bad guy. But yet and still, you on this couch lying, talking about you want to make your marriage right. Boy, suck my from the back, okay? Because this is, you here for clout and you wasted Mindy's time. But I said from day one that Mindy, it was too soon for your ass to be here because I felt like you were trying to fill a void from the loss of your sister and that unfortunate miscarriage. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you, you know, you had, you know, your troops rally around you to give you the courage and strength to really make the best decision, which was to kick his ass to the curb. Girl, then when Zach got to talking and that damn music started playing good, I fell out all over again. Cause now I can't not put it together. Cause you said it good. Girl, they changed the beat up. The the beat dropped like three different times. A different one each time. Girl, over there doing some kind of modern dance to it because it was just ridiculous. I'm like, you know what? And this is they are they are playing him so hard. <laughs> Child, and then he get to talking, and he says the words that came out of his mouth was, "I know that I'm an asset to women," or something like that. And the look on Dr. Viviana's oh. face was like, "Oh, if you don't shut the hell up, sir, this is not like." The type of women that you want, you just want a pretty girl that's on your arm, that you go out with, that you're seen with. You don't really want any type of relationship where you're going to be held accountable for anything. Let's just keep it Mm-mm. a buck. You have a type, and it's okay to have a type. Just acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? You didn't come here for a wife. You came here to be seen. I don't know. We didn't really see what you did except for the fact. Is it clothes? Was he wearing like his own clothing line like Michael or something? I don't know. But <laughs> did you come no, here for fitness. The- he, he He's a, he's a, um, what do you, he's a trainer. A personal so, yeah, trainer? He was selling his fitness. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, what? So who's going to be your new clientele? Cause it certainly isn't going to be women. You know, it'll be mm-hmm. ain't shit ass men probably, but sir, you yeah. were totally here for the clout. You totally wasted Mindy's time. You know, they wanted to get on Brandon for not following the process. Why didn't y'all keep that same energy with Zach? Cause I don't appreciate that shit either because for them to try to hold Brandon to task for things production wise, y'all didn't have whole, um, Zach accountable. Y'all made because Zach wasn't calling them on their stuff. <laughs> you see what so, I'm so I just uh, don't yeah. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I, he deserves all of the loneliness. You and them two dogs, you know, and your hairspray and your axe body spray. Like just just leave folks alone because you deserve loneliness. Mm. Shit. Yep. Oh Lord. Damn pressure up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Viviano had her face, you know, was turning that head every angle, bugging the eyes out as much Girl, as she Dr. could. Dr. Pepper looked confused. Pastor Cal looked she, confused. The whole time. Like, Dr. what Pepper are you looking confused this whole about? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Pepper don't come back. Uh, like, she gonna, she gonna continue to be, like, you know, the executive producer and do what she does, because I think this is her show, like, this is her idea and everything, but I feel like she might not come back, because she tired of this. She's like, I would rather be with my honey then play with you dummies. You hear me? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I and Mindy know. just looked, <laughs> Mindy looked completely unfazed by anything that he was saying. She was like, yeah, my answer still no. <laughs> he don't speak English. Girl. I can't. I'm listening listen to him. I can't. Yeah, the best thing I did was leave you alone. <laughs> I can't. I, I, um, I'm glad that, that she was able to stand on it 
and and mm-hmm. and not waver because he thought he was gonna come in there and just you know woo her and she was gonna fall mm-hmm. back into his arms but she was like that was the best thing i could have could have ever done was to walk away from your stupid ass and so um I guess like you keep saying, they playing tricks on us. So I guess we'll see what happens at the reunion. I'm still I'm still excited for it. I don't whatever happens. No, I'm, I'm sure it'll excited be for juicy. it. I just I I'm not going to go expecting anything because Married at First Sight is playing games. As y'all can see, y'all see how they set it up to look like that woman was saying we can we could possibly work out. You know, they just they just really play with us. And I get it. Y'all have to do that to keep our attention for these shows. And I, I commend you guys. Y'all do really well at it. I'm just, I'm not going to hold my breath for there to be some two cheating scandals. Okay? Oh, you think Lindsay will come? (laughs) Huh? You think Lindsay will come? (laughs) That would be be so Mm. awesome. If they can pull that off, you know what? I will be, if they can pull off a Lindsay, uh, uh, she'd show up or whatever, I will be plugged in for, you know, the next season regularly. Oh, yeah. That'll be good. So, I don't have nothing else I'm, about, I'm, I'm good about them. First yeah. So let's move on. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audio book with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash rain and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash rain to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks and original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Crystal loves Audible. She loves it. And because of Audible, Crystal has become an active member in the Chapter Chat Book Club. Our recent reads include The Sisters Are All Right, Changing the Broken Narrative of Black Women in America by Tamara Winfrey Harris, The Darkest Child by Dolores Phillips, and The Beauty Myth, How Images of Beauty Are Used Against Women by Naomi Wolf. All of these titles and more can be found on Audible. So, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rain. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rain for your free audiobook. Okay, so onward to Insecure. And yeah, yeah, I've seen in the 30-minute episode, I've seen absolutely no growth. From Molly, but um, <laughs> no change at all. We'll get this. Oh my god, child! So the episode opens up, you know, with Issa saying, "I don't really fuck with Molly no more," and that just made me clutch my pearls. I was like, "Oh!" But did we kind of see this coming from last season? No, I'm gonna say I didn't see them not being on talking talking terms from last season. No, not at all. Mm. Not at all. I didn't get that. Now, yes, you, you you know, I feel like they've always had difficult conversations because friends have difficult conversations. When someone is always in turmoil, having issues, I feel like, you know, there's always going to be that one friend that's going to stay like, hey, girl, you tripping, you bugging. What's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? You know, like, I feel like they've always went back and forth. I don't I didn't see the the argument, the, the back and forth that they had on the episode as anything different from what they usually do. Me personally. But I was like, after they set it up like that and watching the uh, episode, I was like, mm-hmm, I know what's happening here. I know what's happening here. Child. I know. So then we flash back 
to a few months before the block party. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Molly comes over to Issa's. They're going to do their self-care Sundays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which should be a thing, I think. I think that should be a thing once we can go back outside. Um, yeah. And, you know, I thought that that was a cool, dope moment. Um, mm-hmm. And then we move on to a uh, shout out to the weed and the yoga. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I have knee envy. I get real envious of people that can like do things with their knees because mine are trash. But um, <laughs> then we, where do we go to next? We go to the meeting with Condola and Issa. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing their checklist for the for the block party. I thought that was a cute mm-hmm. scene. Do you think, I mean, we kind of see it because of the preview for uh, tomorrow's episode, well, Sunday's episode. Um, there's clearly going to be some jealousy with Molly when it comes to Condola. Okay. So what I am getting from Issa when she's around Condola, Condola is stepping Issa's game all the way up as far as how she presents herself as far as like her working with her on this event like Issa is growing in leaps and bounds okay so you see a lot of growth from Issa like Issa has gotten her place together which she was doing at the uh you know last part of last season or whatever so you could just see like it is content she's continued to get her stuff together now her going to this thrift shop this drift store and exchanging every week however that however often she does that that might come to a head, but she is at <laughs> least, you know, trying to present well and she is stepping her game up. Like you you could just tell Issa's different. She's coming with a stronger vibe of togetherness this season. Already first episode. Yeah, and I think that that is going to be the crux of Molly's issue because I've peeped it from Molly from season one. She she feels like there's only one space for that together friend and she can, she has to be that together friend because if everybody else got their shit together, who, who, who is she going to have to nitpick? She'll only have herself to nitpick. You know what I'm saying? And I totally agree with you that Condola is really giving Issa the courage to be who she Uh was in the first place. You see what I'm saying? But her constantly leaning on Molly Molly is a saboteur. You know what I'm saying? She is the queen of Mm. self-sabotage and getting in other people's heads and having them question themselves. And I don't know. I just secretly feel like Molly don't want to see nobody doing better than her. Even if, even if you're in two different lanes, you just can't be doing better than her, you know? So, so here's the thing. Like, I, I agree with you mostly, but like, here's the thing. Like there are other friends that might not be as close as, um, Molly and Issa, the other friends have it together too. Like uh, the the crazy one that was the bartender. I don't know her Kelly, name, but she has. I am Kelly. Kelly, Kelly has it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she has it together. You know, she's just so like free spirited and you know open. Like they can't they can't even try to control her. Like she does her thing the way she does her thing. Like they couldn't you know impress upon her to change it up. So Molly wouldn't waste too much time over there. And, of course, the other one, I don't know if the pregnant one works at all, but, you know, she seems to have her life together as far as the way she wants it to go. Um, And then, you know, Issa was really the only, like, uh, slacker in a sense or whatever. But to me, what I do get from Molly is Molly was okay with Issa being the slacker because then 
she has that, you know, picture of somebody who she's doing better than. You understand? Not so much to where she's like, she need like, she has to be the only successful friend, but she enjoys having a friend that she can look at and say, at least I'm doing better than that one. Exactly. You know, and I feel like that's not a friend. You know, like, you should need to compare yourself to somebody else. And another thing, too, the only thing, like, Issa, before all of them probably got where they were going or whatever, and definitely before, you know, uh, Molly, Issa, remember she had that long-term relationship that everybody probably assumed would work out, right? So while Issa's life might not have been, um, you know, impressive, she had a steady job and she had a steady man when we met Issa. Right. Okay? So Molly was probably, you know, when her love life fell apart, she was like, okay, we on the same level. And then her work life fell apart and she's like, oh, Issa need me. And now as Issa's digging herself out of this hole, Molly's feeling less needed, less important. That's that's valid. I can I can see that, mm-hmm. but Molly is also the queen of like backhanded compliments and she really True. be talking shit to Issa. If we want to keep it a mm-hmm. buck, she really be talking shit to Issa and I don't like it. I've never appreciated it. Um but I like Condola. I think that I think that they mm-hmm. have a great partnership and then we also see, you know, Molly still playing games with Asian Bay. Like, I don't appreciate that at all. Like, um, I know I'm jumping around, but how did you feel no, we're good, we're good. about... I didn't appreciate the way she treated Asian Bay at the mixer or whatever, that the prelim mixer, sponsor, whatever thing that, that she threw at, right, at right. the apartment. Like, so they're driving there. He expresses that he's seeing other people. What is it with Molly that she gets immediately completely invested in the men that she's talking to? If you don't speak the words, I would like to be exclusive or where do you see this going? If I was that guy, I'd be like, what are you talking about? We're just kicking it. You see what I'm saying? And so by the fact that she couldn't communicate properly, which totally boggles my mind, because the whole art of being an attorney is being able to articulate your thoughts effectively, right? Hear me. (laughs) Like the fact that she cannot use her words is baffling to me. But so that whole exchange in the car was really weird to me. The way she iced him out at the function, that was really weird to me. Like the audacity of you to telling me to get a ride share back home when bitch, we rode here together. Like what is really, I I just, she just working my, like with this whole man shit that goes on with her and her not really wanting like, or not knowing what she really wants. Because if you recall last season, she just knew that Enterprise Bay was a homosexual and went back and told everybody. But then at the end of the night, that was his brother. And he's here with mm-hmm. another woman who's clearly more emotionally mature than you and can understand and this isn't for everybody. You know, the sexuality is a spectrum. And just because that may have been what he tried back then doesn't mean that that's the man that he is now. But Molly, you you're just too dense. To, to get past that you see what i'm saying right so like molly don't go out like molly don't go off vibes like molly don't she she see her issue and this is also affecting her communication she doesn't go off the moment like she does not ride waves she don't read rooms she 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 is when it comes to that she's completely dense when that man said 
you know, he's, he sees other people because I feel like this is something Molly even set up. Like she wanted to just be friends and casually date or whatever. And when he said, yeah, don't you, that was the moment to say, no, actually I've been feeling you and you're the only person I've been seeing like a, you know, like a, like a boss. Actually, this is what I'm doing. That would have made too much sense. (laughs) It would have made too much sense. It would have or whatever, but that's what I'm saying. So like, that's where Molly doesn't, like when it's time for you to speak your mind, you miss the opportunities every time. So now this man got to go to this function with you. Let you be funny acting towards him the whole night. Get a ride share. Probably as soon as he walk into his door trying to figure out what's going on with you, he get this text and he's like, Ugh, why she just didn't say that? You know, like that makes it so like overwhelming to deal with you. That like, would have been a major. how you feel when you feel it. That would have been a major turn off to me. Um, I know we see the dots that make it seem like he's going to reply. I hope he didn't. I hope he left her on red because that's what she deserves. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You're absolutely right. She misses every opportunity to speak what's on her mind. I did not appreciate the way that she spoke to Issa um, at the function, almost making it seem like her being friends with Condola or still being able to maintain at least a professional relationship with Condola after finding out that Condola is dating Lawrence um, and her saying, you know, your life doesn't have to be this messy. How is that messy being an adult and still being able to carry on business uh, despite how I may feel at this particular moment? Because we know emotions are high, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, she's clearly feeling some, I mean, they're both feeling some type of way because who would have thought in a million years that the thing that tied us together would be Issa's ex, right? So they're both, um, Condola and Issa are doing the best that they can with 45 or 48 hours worth of knowledge that they have this, this, this common denominator, right? Right. And so I just didn't appreciate uh, Molly, like, bitch, your life don't have to be that messy. Like, who are you, like, what what a kettle. what a kettle. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was definitely gonna say Molly was projecting in that statement. Her life doesn't have to be this messy. And so she just said it to Issa because it seemed fitting to her. And like that's what's gonna get real old. Like you you cannot, you cannot, you cannot be the one saying the things about the people that you know you have an issue with. And Issa knows, right? And so like you were being real hurtful and Cam across as hurtful. Easter life ain't extremely messy. It's no messier than what it's been. Like, why is it a problem today? Now that I'm actually doing stuff, you know, now that I'm actually, you know, digging myself out of this hole. Why, why is it messy today? Why are we calling it messy today? So I feel like that was a defining moment that, you know, put some kind of idea in Issa's head that Molly might not be riding for me the way I feel like Molly should be Yo. riding for me in this moment. And it brings me back to the conversation we had before. Like, remember like the girl having issues with her friends succeeding. If Molly has used, is been used to being in a position to being the most successful friend and her friend is about to take off in this event planning space or whatever, the, is this causing her some issue now? Yeah. Does it make her a questionable friend? Absolutely. Can we grant her some understanding? Absolutely, but it's how Molly plays it going forward. Honestly, and she's like gonna how screw ugly the pooch. She gonna get. She's gonna screw the pooch, okay? Because <laughs> she does not handle stress well, and Mm-mm. you and Molly's selfish. Let's just call it a book, okay? She always expects Issa to answer the phone when she calls, but she totally pick up the phone whenever she feel like it when it come to Issa. I'm just calling it like I see it, but okay. uh, 
let's see what else happened in this episode like i say i'm all over the place um oh we meet tsa bay Girl, let me tell you something Girl, about TSA Bay. Okay, I love me a chubby nigga. Let's not let's not play games. Okay, like I love a dad bod. Like I like TSA Bay. He got personality. What did he? What did he say to her? Welcome to the full figured experience. Yeah, what did he say to her? He did, girl. <laughs> Girl, I, I love, like, I was taken aback at first or whatever, especially when we got that back shot. But it's like, okay. <laughs> Girl. I respect. I respect. Like, I feel like just like just like women, you know, the fuller figured woman, we, we want to be, you know, um, we want to be captured on screen as, you know, acceptable and beautiful or whatnot. So I imagine a man would want the same thing. We all not out here with model-esque figures, okay? Yes. So um, listen, we're all beautiful in our own way and right. And like, they figured it out. I was dying when Issa was like, this is not, uh, <laughs> you know, when she. <laughs> but you know what I loved about that scene though? What do I say all of the time? A lot of women just let shit happen. And you got you, you spend your whole life out here faking orgasms because you're afraid to say what is or isn't working. So I loved right. and appreciated the fact that she turned it into a collaborative experience. Like, this isn't mm -hmm. working. Let's try something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then right. he was like, what did he say? It's like a Rubik's Cube or like an equation or something like that. I don't know. Whatever uh -huh. he said but i he thought was that funny. was so cute i was like yeah, yes and i, I like the fact that he was there at the party because he was security as Girl. well and then he was like it's gonna be lit like he felt like <laughs> such a supporter right there like you know you don't get like serious relationship from the two of them but you can see that it possibly could turn yes. into something serious or whatever but and molly they're keeping have it something to say about that if it do huh and molly will have something to say about that if it do you know because she's well, just a damn hater yeah. girl but he she can like, she can be she can be sleeping with married men um that so. she's friend with their spouses because there's some type of arrangement that's acceptable she can do all the weird stuff that she can think of and nobody can judge her but when it comes to like you know somebody else having a little bit of confusion that's opening out oh it's a mess you know so girl, girl. molly right now that's we just we... can't respect anything you say <laughs> oh you know what mm -hmm. now that i'm thinking about it um, when you said like you could see that the Issa and Molly relationship was going to, you know, come to terms, you can kind of see that was happening on last season. Now, when I remember that, you know, when Molly turned away that guy, Issa felt like she had crossed the boundary. That oh, yeah. Hers Nathan. To make a decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That mm -hmm. probably was like first li uh, line in the sand. Like, hey, girl, who are you to send somebody away on my behalf? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just mm -hmm. feel like uh, Molly like a lot of people, she just has an mm -hmm. inability to see her own flaws. She can only see other people's. Um, and sometimes she'll acknowledge that she's tripping, but everybody else is still way worse than she is. You know what I'm saying? And um, at last season, you know, she, she caused all that strife at her office at the law firm, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't know, like Molly just get on my fucking nerves. I do love the way she dressed though. I wish some of you designers, is, you know, step your game up and start making some of these suits and plus sizes, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So then how did you feel about, um, like I say, I'm all over the place. Now we're in Condola's office. This is before the mixer. We're in Condola's uh -huh. office before the mixer and Tiffany shows up with a gift uh -huh. 
And then that's when we find out that Condola is dating Lawrence. Uh huh. Do you think that Tiffany was bogus for setting Lawrence up with Condola? Um, and not communicating that with Issa originally. Well, you know what? No and yes, because probably when she set them up, she probably didn't realize Issa and Condola had crossed paths. So I don't think she's extremely bogus for that. You know, she she has two separate friend groups. A lot of us out here have multiple friend groups that don't cross paths. Okay, we do. So that might have been her idea because Condola is from a different friend group and never had been mixed before until now. And so it might have like once she knew they were working together, it should have been disclosed immediately. But that's where she's bogus, but not for putting them together in the first place. Okay. Because if we're going to keep it a buck, too, Tiffany got a low-key, high-key, petty-ass, mean-ass bone, too. She definitely has an Absolutely. elitist an elitist attitude. Um, because I how, because like how she played and... Kelly out last season over the baby shower, I thought that was I, messed up. I was just about to say, her and Kelly has the same dynamic as Molly and Issa. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yep. I can see that. I can yep. see that. Yeah, so um, what else happens? Oh, so Condola finds out that, you know, Lawrence is Issa's ex. Condola goes over to Lawrence. He's set up a cute little date night with some things that don't go together, but that's cool. He tried. <laughs> and uh, ooh, let me pump the brakes one second. Do pause. The show within <laughs> a show this season Girl. seems like it's going to be too Funny girl Latoya did not make it to the Cheddar Bay Biscuits girl. Do you hear me? She didn't make it. She's missing. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and and it was so funny how like when Issa said what she said about Molly, who did it? What happened? Girl, listen. it was like so timely because that's exactly what she was like, who did it? What happened? And it was so funny. I I they are they they're killing me on that, but it's so good. So good. Um, so yeah, so Condola gets over to Lawrence's house and she's like, Hey, I just found out like I need time to process, you know what I'm saying? Which is understandable because Mm -hmm. how, how would you feel in that situation? Let's say this is two years ago, right? Oh my God. Two years. We've been doing this show two years. So this is two years ago. Uh Let's say in some far off distant universe, you know, uh, I guess I dated Rod. Now you married to Rod. I didn't know it. Now I find out. Ooh. It sticky. Icky, icky, icky. Okay. <laughs> like, wouldn't um... it be weird? It'd be so weird. I'd be like, oh, so this is weird. fantastic. So We're doing a show. And then the first time I come over to the crib, like for the family function, I'm like, oh, oh, mm. oh, I, that's too much. <laughs> Listen, I get it. I, I get it. But the only thing here that is different is like they have had their closure, Issa. Yes. And, um, they've had their closure. They've been, uh, you know, separated for at least a year. Seems like mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like there's love there, but it's friendly love. Like they have hung out on a friendly basis, and it's just been to support each other, nothing more. You know, you know, nothing less. And it's just been that. And so I feel like even though she's coming into this and she's surprised i feel like as an intelligent woman she can sense the threat is not there mm. you know and so while she needs time to process it she's just trying to make sure like like they not doing no no fugazi stuff like setting her up 
for Issa's come up, you know? And right. and I think like as she as she's like, you know, going through it and dealing with Issa and dealing with him, she's understanding like this is just a coincidence. Right. And I think that it, I agree with everything that you just said. And I think that that moment of clarity came at the mixer because she let, uh-huh. she let, she let Lawrence know that she found out about him and Issa's relationship before the actual mixer. But I think that mm-hmm. at the mixer, when she saw that, Hey, like sis is really just trying to like bring awareness to the community, X, Y, Z, ABC, like, there is nothing like there is no plot, no secret. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that was the moment of clarity that she needed, which is why she tapped out and went over to get her bag blew out. Right. Also, the day <laughs> she when she went to go see Lawrence the day before for the mixer, she um, told him about it, and he was like, "Well, you gonna still work with her?" And then he came to and was like, "Wait, she deserves it." You know, like you know, and and it was like you know, like don't I don't want to mess up anything for her. You yeah. know. And I think like she's realizing like, yeah, he cares about this woman, but it's nothing yeah. there. And I feel like if we just pay attention to our comfort levels, when we find when we're getting information, our bodies is telling us whether you should be concerned or not. For sure. You know, like sure. you, you can feel it internally. You're getting the answers you need about how to move. But we know everybody don't have this, you know, connection to their inner selves. Molly knows she doesn't have it. She has no clue. Her in, her internal self is not talking to her at all. Cut her off a long time ago. Um, but the point is, like, Condola is good people. East is good people. Lawrence is good people. And I feel like no, however this triangle works itself out, it's going to be fine. You know? Mm. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, I think we've covered Although out of order, I think we covered the majority of like, the first episode. Like- um, yeah, I just, I just, ooh, predictions, I guess. Predictions for next episode. I think in the preview, we see that Molly, although very uncomfortable, sits down at the lunch with Condola and Issa. I think that that is going to morph into a big argument. Um, mm-hmm. or, or Molly's going to try to make it a big issue and Issa's just going to be mm-hmm. like, girl, stop. Um, mm-hmm. that's a prediction that I have for next episode. Let's see. What else did we see? Oh, so I think that it's Halloween time. I think that mm-hmm. Molly's going to also be in her feelings for a second time when the friend group is like, you tripping and people actually, I think that the, the, the theme of this season is going to be people for once actually calling Molly out. Yeah. And shutting her down with her yeah. crap. Like you are making these issues issues. So right, stop right. that and, and you won't have an issue. Right. And so like, I, I, I noticed in that one clip, Isha shut her down real quick. Girl, you blowing your back out. You make you laugh. What's the problem? You know? And I was like, Oh, period, period. <laughs> Like, especially oh, like in like the first like yeah especially like the first two or three months of really getting to know somebody like you mm-hmm. looking for shit to be mad at now like just calm right. down like now if there's no substance after i don't know 10 months a year then maybe right but mm-hmm. girls you ain't wanted to be that serious anyway so what's the issue great molly just get on my goddamn nerves um <laughs> right <laughs> so i just think i think that the reason why Issa is not going to be fucking with Molly anymore is just because that Issa's really going to, I think she's been seeing it, but she maybe just didn't want to believe it. I think she's going to actually start to believe that Molly don't care about nobody but herself. Right. 
Right. And I, and I thought, I feel like also Issa is outgrowing Molly mm. as a friend. Mm. You know, it's like a, she's maturing and she's outgrowing her. She's not, Issa's not going to stay in this needy, the needy phase that Molly got comfortable with. Issa's not going to stay there. Like Issa's ready to spread her wings and, you know, to become her full self and, and, you know, work within her personality and do the things that she knows she can do well. And Issa's about to, you know, really take off on that. And she does not need somebody holding her down, reminding her that, you know, she has been, you know, messing up like the last two years of her life you know she doesn't need that reminder she just wants to grow and be her best self and she needs a friend that's going to meet her on that level not to remind her of the bad times and so if molly cannot be that person molly will be left behind and so for that reason i feel like every episode we're going to see molly standing still and Issa growing and leveling up every episode and that will be the reason why when we get to the end of this why she let Molly alone. And mm. I'm pretty sure Molly gonna, Molly gonna do some screwed up stuff in between, but I feel like that's gonna be the major reason. I agree with everything that you just said. I agree. And that might be a whole nother uh, show topic, the um, yeah. outgrowing of friends or evolution of friendships, because that's a real thing. And a lot of people don't know yeah. how to handle it, especially if you're the one, when you're when you're letting go, that's a different scenario versus are you being let go of? You know what I'm saying, right? And so. we we we've kind of talked about talked about this in the episode about the um the uh, trauma bonds. Mm, yeah. So yeah, yeah. there might be a trauma bond here that's about to be broken because somebody's not going through the trauma anymore. So we we will definitely figure out and find the topics as we go throughout. I am so excited about this because I feel like the friendship topic is so timely and does need to be addressed on this large scale like for everybody to watch because there is some real dysfunction behind people we attach ourselves to and don't know how to detach ourselves from so absolutely absolutely Ooh, i'm all about it Can't girl there's some good tv out right now but um it is and we need it right now i know oh my god we need it but um if you don't have anything else i don't i don't that's it for me all right we'll see you next week guys all right bye You have just listened to the Waning Opinions podcast with your hosts Carmen and Crystal. Be sure to visit our social media pages to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Waning Opinions podcast, we love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. The Raining Opinions podcast can also be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Raining Opinions Podcast would love to let your opinion rain. If you would like to respond to anything from today's episode, call or text our opinion line at 972-729-9381. See you at the next episode.